When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Welcome to another episode of Cobras and Fire, part of the Uncontrolled Noise Network. Get ready to crack that whip. We're about to slap you on the ass until your eyes glow with another hour of rock talk. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined, as always, by the woke LC. Yeah, I am woke. 
uh, I'm completely aware of all my surroundings right now, sort of. Um, but yep. uh, I am I am happy to be back in Cobras and Fire Studio proper. How are you this morning? I am well. We yeah, uh, you you mentioned just there that this morning this is kind of an experiment for us. Uh, so uh, it's uh, just before seven o'clock uh, your time, right? Uh, about seven seven forty five central. Yeah. Yeah, Uh-oh. exactly. We've never done an episode this early before and completely on coffee, I think. Yeah, I, and it, it, this early in the morning, it's hard for me to find the vodka that I pour in my coffee. I just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, straight caffeine this morning. Uh, I, ah. I, I'll, I do some day drinking, but not quite to this extreme. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, this is not a VFW. Yeah, no doubt. All I got to tell you is that. Yeah, this is definitely an experiment. This might be one of our slots, you know, with our busiest schedules. We're we're getting we're, 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 we're this is how important it is for us to get new content to the unpaying masses. Yeah, yeah, we do it for the, the listeners, man. We do. And and I have a quick question before before we jump into to things. Sure. If you wouldn't mind. The I just want to know, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. You know, a little stuffed up because it's early in the morning. My allergy meds haven't really kicked in. Uh, so I might be sneezing during the show. Uh, I figure, you know, if some people can eat during their broad podcast, I might as well, you know, blow a, just do a, just an explosive sneeze session at some point. So, no, that's good. No, I was more concerned about uh, possibly the trauma that you went through, and if maybe your eyes blew out from the rant. Uh, against Motley last time, <laughs> we had kind of a double rant. When I listened back, you know, you got all lathered up too. I did. I, th- I thought it was more subdued, but, uh, yeah, but my so did God, I, I mean, but I think because at the time I'm like, oh my God, I'm losing it. Uh, yeah, that was fun, and it was good <laughs> to get that out. It was almost like that 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 you know how I always talk about purging the things inside my house. That was purging all the demons in my head. I think yeah. both of us. Yeah, well done. Uh, it, it felt good. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I didn't blow an eye, uh, a blood vessel of any sort. So, <laughs> unlike me, when I get trauma, yeah. but but yeah, man. So, oh, let's do this. Oh. Well, before we get into the show, um, we didn't, we need to respond to a, another another show that kind of called us on the carpet for one of our takes on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame episode. I was. Uh, was listening to the latest episode of Blame Your Brother. By the time this comes out, it's probably a couple weeks old. Rap aficionado Dave Brewington. Uh, anytime I have a sure. rap question, I'm, I'm instantly messaging him. You know, I go to him for all my street cred when it comes to hip hop. <laughs> uh, he he, t- he took exception to all three of our takes on Biggie Smalls, the notorious B.I.G. That uh, oh three. Who's the third person? Oh, <laughs> Josh Toomey. Oh yes, he did. He just said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he he was he elaborated. He agreed with all, all of right. it. Like uh that uh basically we don't we're not that impressed with the the rapping styles of uh Notorious BIG. Um I don't know, can you drop in a clip of what he said? I listen to this podcast called Cobras and Fire and the things they said almost made me die because I was on the road and almost veered off the side of the road because they had the audacity and the nerve. Oh boy. The nerve of anyone that knows anything about rap knows the Notorious B.I.G. If he's not the greatest of all time, he is in the damn top five without, without a question. Anyone that is a rap fan has to put him in the top five. They had the nerve to say this guy was overrated, one of the most overrated rappers of all time. Nothing good about him, nothing unique. He sucks. Are you sure they didn't say overweighted? Notorious B.I.G. coming in the 90s made rap the most relevant genre 
of all time. And you can argue from that point forward, almost killed rock and roll. Uh, you heard it first, everyone. Biggie killed rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> He is the reason the rap artists in the 90s were much more credible than the ones that originated the genre. So when you take these corny-ass rappers that started the thing, and I, I'm not blaming them. Like when we start with what, the Run DMC and the Sugar Hill and, and all that stupid shit Ice that was Cube. out. I, I mean, even MC maybe Hammer. Ice Cube. These guys were corny as hell. First off, Blame Your Brother is a show, we should, we should say, that is done live every Thursday. Mm-hmm. They stream it on Facebook, and then they put it out that night um, for everybody to consume th- in a more convenient time during their week. But again, the show is done completely live, one hour each week. It's quite an impressive feat because we do some editing a little here bit. and there. Yeah. A little bit here and there. Less and less, we must say, as we go forward. <laughs> but but the point, point being is that um, – so it's Dave – Lee, his brother, and then John, this 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 other clown. <laughs> I think he calls himself D Brew. That's a street name. Is okay. D Brew, and yeah, he's he is a big fan of Biggie, and 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 and, and quite simply, you know, we're just opinion. We don't like his rap style. That's it. He's he's associated with a man with shiny suits. P Diddy. I would like to counter a couple of his points that he made because, uh, you know, th- this this really, really bothered me. And I, I spent a couple of sleepless nights, you know, like Dave thinks my opinion on Biggie Smalls is BS. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he, you know, he's like, stay in your lane. You guys are rock. Like he basically said, we're just a bunch of dumb metalheads. What do we know about rap? Right. And I think that if you don't know anything about rap, you probably shouldn't be talking about Stay it. Stay in your lane. Stay- and you know what, Dave? It, I may not be the biggest rap aficionado, but I do enjoy the music. And and I'm sorry, I just don't. I'd rather listen to Young MC than fucking Big. <laughs> but as far as staying in my own lane, we were talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If 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 rock is my lane. Tell Biggie to get out. If that's really where you're going with it, it's like, hey, if you don't want me to talk about Biggie, get, whether or not he belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, don't nominate his ass. Then he went on to like defend P. Diddy as a great producer. The beat, they, they were making, oh, he's produced by Puff Daddy. Well, you know why Puff Daddy is a billionaire or whatever the hell he is, a millionaire? Because the man can produce. Uh- <laughs> Can I say this too? P. Diddy's role as a producer is to take an entire song like Duran Duran's Notorious and just play it. He doesn't sample. He does nothing. Yeah. He, has, he plays. He <laughs> plays Jack. He plays Jack and Diane by by uh, you know by John Little John Cooker Mellencamp in the background. The entire song. Those are his producing credits. I can do that. I hit fucking play. Did you ever hear his version of Cashmere? Yes, we actually had Jimmy Page. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, how'd you fucking come up with that, you genius? Yeah, and that also was was on their very respectful. That was the lead track off the extremely successful Godzilla movie. There's the credibility on that. Yeah, but the thing that most impressed me with uh, uh, D. Brew, man of the people, D. Brew's comments. <laughs> Was yes, was was also his skills in in uh, covering Judas Priest, if I may. Oh yeah. Do you like Judas Priest? Do you like Iron Maiden? Do you like all that bullshit heavy metal? Do you like it, Lee? I'm pointing to you. Do you like all that music? No. John, do you like no. it? No. It's you know why we don't like it because it sucks. It's no gets. Okay. <laughs> I don't how, know if I can agree di- with you on that. How one. dare 
You. This is a public. This is for everyone out there. Biggie's better than any eighties eighties metal band that's ever come out. Kiss, Poison, Motley Crue, Cinderella, White Snake, whatever dumbass name you come up with, he's better than all of them. So anyway, this concludes the argument <laughs> about, about about Biggie Smalls killing rock and roll. Uh, brought to you by uh, I guess a total of between Deep Brew, uh, Toomey, myself, and you uh, four. Uh, Caucasians. That's three to one. And it doesn't sound like uh, Dave's co-hosts were really quite as offended by uh, the things we said. But uh, Well, yes, they were, they were very uninterested in the fact that he's even bringing it up about this other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and another thing to keep in mind, too, is that like this opinion about Biggie Smalls comes from a man who watches the Masked Singer. So uh, <laughs> that, that has to kind of take the credibility down a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, imagine how <laughs> imagine imagine how surprised he'd be if the mask came off and it was Biggie Smalls. He was never dead. Oh man, well that's the rumor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, but in conclusion, blame your brother. Great show. Check it out. Uh, uh, D Brew, man of the people again, um, has has been rocking our Cobras and Fire T shirt for for years on the show mm-hmm. several times too, and I, we are just happy. When, when we find out the people get mad listening to our show while, while driving. <laughs> yeah, no, David's a great guy. I met him in Nashville at Rockin' Pod, too. Uh, him and his brother were there. And, uh, yeah, no, it's all good fun. Yeah, I, I, he took a shot at us on Twitter earlier in the week, so I, I had a hunch that we might be seeing something, but I didn't know it was going to be quite as, uh, I don't know, full on what he went with. I thought maybe just kind of like, those guys are idiots, and they move on, you know, but... Uh. Yeah, we, we respect them just as much as Craig Smith and Pods and Sods. And, and quite honestly, I'm not sure. If you look closely on their live feed, there is a jerk chair in the background. I had a jerk-off station, for God's sakes. Well, before we get into today's topics, I would like to remind people they can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Fire. On Twitter, our handle is at Cobras Fire. You can also join in the Facebook group, Cobras on Fire, and connect with other listeners and share in all the off-air shenanigans. Occasionally, we might throw up some exclusive content on there. Uh, and, of course, you can find all these things by going to CobrasandFire.com. And I should start mentioning that every week on Thursday night, you can listen to the show on UncontrolledNoiseRadio.com. That is noise with a Z every Thursday at 10, 9 central you can listen to the Cobras and Fire that week's show. So if that uh, suits your fancy, check that out. And check out the other shows. Uh, I think we, we come in right after Toomey, so we're like uh, friends in Seinfeld, I think you like to say. Uh, and if you're listening right now, find a way to, to review us. We'd like to get more reviews going. Uh, we had a nice little bump there for about six, I don't know, six months ago where a, a plethora came in, and it's been a little slow. So And it, it makes me and Aaron Camaro very sad. Uh, <laughs> but if you go to Podchaser, you can re- review indivi- individual shows. We can see all that stuff. We'll try to read them on the air. But there's all sorts of Give us a recommendation on Facebook. All sorts of good stuff. Did you want to mention the T-shirts again? I do, yes. And for the holiday season, there's no better gift than a Cobras and Fire T-shirt, an exclusive one from Rockin' Pod Expo 3. You can have one just going to CobrasandFire.com, click on the Shop tab, and you'll find this shirt for $10.00 including shipping right to your door. It is a next-level 60-40 blend, not some cheap bullshit that feels like cardboard that will, that will chafe you if you turn left or right with your arms. This is a beautiful T-shirt, highly recommended by all podcasters to wear, and let me tell you, it helps support content creators. One, two, three, four. 
So as you know, I know other human beings in the Twin Cities area, and one of them works at a company, uh, Chris, who, which is right outside the palace, which he texts me sometimes when, when bands come into town. And what he does is it's kind of like this over-under thing. He texts me and says, like, okay, uh, this this band is here. How many trucks, semis, all this kind of stuff do you think that they brought with them? You can kind of guess <laughs> – what kind of uh, production the show is going to be or, or or things like that. And it's actually surprising sometimes between artists. Well, he said, like, basically, this artist that just showed up brought more semis than Ghost. So that I think it's going to be a kick-ass show. And what show was this? I assume you're talking about King Diamond. That was the one I just took in at the Palace Lab. Yep, know, yep. At, at the yeah. time of recording about uh, five days ago. Yeah, and he was quite shocked at what he, the arsenal that he brought because, you know, bigger artists sometimes bring a lot less. So, yeah. please, uh, I, I w- that alone intrigued me since he's coming from overseas. Yeah, I was surprised at how, at, at, at how elaborate the stage was. And don't get me wrong, I know he's theatric and stuff, but there's more affordable ways to do a lot of the same stuff. But this was a three-level stage. Um, probably I don't know, thirty feet high had had uh, a set of stairs going up on each side. Like there's a balcony at the top over the drums. Um, the drums were in the middle level, and you know the, the stage level is like a, I don't know. The whole thing was supposed to be like a, a dilapidated mental institute. Uh, <laughs> he's got a new album That's coming awesome. out called The Institute, and it, apparently, you know, because every I think every one of his records are concept albums um, of some sort, but. Uh, yeah, I, uh, it was it was a very impressive show. I, I assume you saw some of the pictures. Oh my god! Yeah, first off, uh, the concept album thing. Uh, I think every concept album is how see how high I can sing. Yeah. But the other, but the other thing I'll say is that I saw p- your pictures, which are great, by the way. But they have when I saw the stairs, I was like, well, that's a really cool venue. The fact that they have stairs um, on the near the stage where people can do that, I would not have expected that was part of his stage show. Mm-hmm. So that is s- extremely impressive. Most people just. Uh, take care of all theatrics through a screen, essentially, these days. Yeah, right? exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like some kind of, I mean, I almost thought like, you know, I don't know what kind of budget this guy has, but it turns out, I mean, the crowd backed up the the production. I mean, it was uh, it was at least as many people, I think a little more than the uh, Struts and Glorious Sun show I saw at the same venue. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking too. Is how how can he make money bringing all this stuff over, or uh, or obviously renting it in the U.S. or however sure. that, that stuff works? But but I I would like to know how I think well he his lives in Texas done. though. Uh, maybe, Seriously? Yeah, maybe Joey Haney could could uh, confirm that. But I believe he's a, a a Dallas resident as of now. I I just I don't even know what he looks like without the makeup. That's how little I know about him. Yeah. But but back to the show. You know how many King Diamond you you own the whole collection, right? Um, boy, I might. Ha- I think I have one record ripped. Uh, like I don't actually physically own it, so I have the MP3. I think it's of them. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the only song that that I recall is that Welcome Home one. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know the one where it's like Grandma, Grandma in the wheelchair tonight. I don't just like. A- anyway, uh, King Diamond. Uh, early on, I was like, this guy is so ridiculous. But uh, yeah. as I've gotten older, I've, I've grown to kind of appreciate kind of what he does and, and how committed to it he is. And, and uh, you know, he, he appeared on that ProBot record with uh, Dave Grohl, and I really love yep. that tune. Um, but he, I knew this would be a show that I would like. And even though it was a Tuesday night, I old man drug himself out. I, I brought the buddy I took to Overkill, the guy who doesn't like metal. 
Uh, sure. But, you know, I'm like, you're going to, because, you know, I'm like, you probably like Overkill a little bit. I mean, just the, the, the event is, is something he can always get into, it seems. But sure. I'm like, you're definitely going to want to see this. You know, because, you know, when my, my wife was pretty much a hard pass, so... You go. Please yeah. enjoy yourself. Yeah. Have, a, have a nice evening. I'm going to watch This Is Us without you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good uh, contrast. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but uh, great show. I, I look. I you can't really follow along if you don't know his songs that well because it's not like you can tell the words he's singing live. You know what I mean? So I, you know, he brought out Abigail, the the stillborn baby, and Ugh. performed some kind of weird uh, um, funeral for it. Uh, Grandma, of course, did eventually come out in the wheelchair when they played "Welcome Home." Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and he has like you know the a, a cast of characters like these little I don't know they're, they're supposed to be institute. Uh, lackeys that are always running around the stage doing something. He he got the you know like you know how most shows like when you have like a a central figure that the, the band starts playing and the crowd gets into it, but then like Ronnie James Dio comes out and everybody's like it's Dio right? You yeah, know, yeah. The, the the main figure comes out and they're you know he always last. King Diamond comes out. There's no music playing. I mean, there's like a creepy soundtrack, but the band hasn't started anything. The band's nowhere to be found. They just right. open a door and wheel him out on a gurney, and he's like passed out. And he, <laughs> as one of the little lackeys kind of disappears, all of a sudden King comes to, and he's just like kind of walking around the stage and like, where am I? And, and then the band comes out and they start kicking in. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I, look, honest to God, I, worth it if you can get taking this show. I don't think it's too expensive. It's I don't know, around forty or fifty bucks. I, I got my my press passes on this one so i'm not really sure but yeah i ran into a friend of show gene vogel and his uh, co-host nate there uh, oh nice yes yeah, so, so in, in in short with me i own nothing by king diamond but i was still <laughs> but i was still I- intrigued by it because just that little medley the metallica did again metallica bring bring bands maybe did people didn't know as much on that garage inc the second reissue yep. is amazing so i'm assuming they played some of those songs i can't remember all of them but that the riffs uh Oh yeah, yeah I mean, I, there was a couple that I recognized because of that song. Um, I, I, one of my favorite tracks by Metallica on that record is the Merciful Fate one. Right, something about a Sphinx or something like that. Anyway, it, <laughs> who knows? He's talking about gibberish, but yeah. the, the, the the music is, is amazing. That, I do. I've always right. loved Merciful Fate's music and, and King Diamond's music. Right. And once you get get used to his his vocal styling, which you know is very unique, it oh, yeah. sort of settles in. You know, um, I don't know it. Uh, Never going to be my go-to uh, artist, but uh, damn, you put on a good show. So if people want to find out more besides that little snapshot of the show and your adventures that night, uh, where can they find that? Well, it should be at decibelgeek.com as soon as the site goes live. But uh, there's been, uh, I don't know, it, it'll probably be live by the time people listen to this. But uh, it'll also be on the Cobras and Fire page, correct? Yes, yes. You will have that. You're going to have that Sebastian Bach concert review that I talked about in the barn and things like that. So you, we will continue uh, to add fresh content besides just our podcast on cobrasandfire.com.
So out of nowhere, at least to me, Ozzy dropped a new song called Under the Graveyard. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? I thought it was okay. Um, uh, I, now, my understanding is uh, he's working with a guy named Andrew Watt, who uh, uh, is apparently Post Malone's <laughs> producer. Do you, is have, that true? I, yeah. Now, have you heard the Ozzy song that he did with Post Malone? I did. I heard it, but I don't remember it. It just kind of went by. I mean, I, I, I don't know. The, Your I, thoughts? I, I think it's okay, too. Um, it was better than I thought it would be. Somewhat unremarkable, but apparently that's a rock mix. There's a more of a hip-hop mix with a, some rapper that bangs Kardashians on it. Um, but, yeah, so he's the guy who talked Ozzy into doing this record, and apparently he was heavily involved in the writing, and I, I think he plays guitar on most of the stuff, uh, which is kind of probably why some of the stuff sounds unremarkable uh, as far as, like, the solos and the riffs kind of, they, they don't really have that, that flair to them. Yeah, that was kind of my first impression. I mean, first off, he his vocals sound magical, if you didn't see what I'm saying. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like quadruple tracked and all that stuff. But the but what I was missing on that was exactly that that organic kind of more natural. He hasn't had that really in a while. But but at least what I mean by that is some fucking Zach Wilde or some kind of guitar wizard on there, too. Because when it comes down to the solo portion, you're like, eh, OK, yeah. that was here and there. But but with that said, I am excited about the fact that I think this is Ozzy's first concept album because his first single is Under the Graveyard. Then it's Straight to Hell. And his third single is actually called uh, Bowling with a Beelzebub. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. But uh, did that Straight to Hell tune do anything for you? Uh, that one did not. Apparently Slash plays on that. I don't know how if it's just I rhythm. Where? Yeah, there's zero slash feel to it. I mean, the solo on that is like someone just discovered a wah-wah pedal. Well, isn't there a big list of of guest stars in that press release or no? Uh, Besides Slash? Oh, well, I I think um, uh, the drums are Chad Smith. It sounds like most of the record. And then uh, Duff McKagan plays bass. But uh, Right, right. Look... I don't listen to Ozzy or pretty much any band for the rhythm section. <laughs> Either you're good How at drums or you're you? bad. You know what I mean? How dare you? You are you are disrespecting Bob Daisley. Oh god, yeah, he's he's gonna sue me now. Exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, my, my my overall review is eh, not that bad. Yeah. 
Is reunion fever going on right now? All sorts of yes. bands are reuniting. You got Motley Crue getting back together. There's rumors of even Pink Floyd possibly doing something next year. Uh, but one of the biggest ones I think you would have to agree was that uh, the classic lineup of band Bang Tango is reuniting. Oh yes, I think this is very exciting because if anybody <laughs> goes to the show. If anybody goes to the show, they'll be able to hear these songs for the first time in their life. Yeah, no doubt. What what constitutes the classic lineup? That implies that there was a lineup that, you know, it's, there, was, there was a lineup before this, but this is the lineup everybody knows, you know what I mean? Joey sure. Belladonna is not the original singer for Anthrax, but he is it, the classic Anthrax lineup has him. So was, yes. was Joey Belladonna in Bang Tango first? <laughs> All I know is that I, I'm sure there's so many Bang Tango fans that have, been, that have gone to see them live over the last, uh, <coughs> you know, 30 years. They've been quite disappointed when they see who's actually in the band, right? They're like, right. this is not what I expected. This is not the Bang Tango I paid for, right? Yeah. Was it the, the Bang Tango or bass player that on the Monsters of Rock cruise took a header into the, the, the kick drum? Like he was like combination of uh, motion sickness and, and alcohol or, you know, wait, I think that was um, Bullet Boys maybe. But uh, Bang, Bang Tango Singer, there's like and they're playing like one of the lounges. So it's like a, like it's almost like you're in a small club bar, right? Sure. On the Monsters of Rock. It's definitely on the cruise. The singer goes behind the, the, the speakers and you can just see him start barfing. <laughs> that must not have been you know- the classic lineup, though. Now, what was the what was the head injury again? Can well, you, I'm just going to go with the fact that it was Bang Tango. Who cares if we're right or not? Uh, well, the, the bass player, as I remembered, it's been a few years, but he just basically turns around and looks at the drummer, and he's kind of standing there playing, and then almost just like falls like a board straight in, takes his head right into the corner of the kick drum. Uh, I mean, it looked really bad, but uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't trip or anything like that. It was just like something happened, and like bam. Yeah, I think that's when they, he realized – he just looked around and realized this is not the classic lineup. and We must reunite. <laughs> it was like a, it was a eureka moment for the entire band. Ah, eureka. And then, and, then, 
Yeah, then the, then the lead singer went behind the uh, stack of amps and barfed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how, like, when a band does this, reunites, like, Motley sure. Crew, everybody, the first thing is they're just doing it for the money. It, you can't really say that about Bang Tango. <laughs> Well, I think I'll, I'll counter that. I, I think there's more demand for this classic line, lineup reunion than you think. Yeah. I mean, are you aware of, of of some of the tribute acts that are out there for Bang Tango? Uh, other than the three that I'm personally in, no, I'm not aware of anyone. <laughs> okay. Well, besides those, there's there's uh, Tango, Bangers, and Mash, which is an <laughs> Irish tribute. And also my favorite out there is uh, Bang, Tango, and Cash. <laughs> There was a recent announcement that I am extremely excited about because it's information to help me plan Yeah, to have a conflict and not go. And that is <laughs> the, the announcement of what, Baco? Rock and Pod 4, uh, the, uh, the Rock and Pod Expo, of course, that we've uh, 
Uh, at least one of us has made it every year. Um, yeah, uh-huh. it's going to be the, the dates have been announced. It's going to be August 14th to the 16th. I don't think there's been any official announcement. I know I've talked to Chris a little bit on where the hotel is and stuff, but I don't want to take it much further than that. I just thought we'd at least throw the date out there, like give people kind of a heads up because, you know, our, our, our fans, our listeners, they want to come and see us. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, August 14th through the 16th. I think uh, that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, my understanding is the Sunday day and the Friday day are off-site stuff uh, there, where there's a club with a pre-show party, and then there's going to be, like, a comedy show somewhere on Sunday. I do think it's kind of cool that just, like, true to rock and roll, that any hotel you stay at does not want you back the next time. <laughs> oh, man. You just, you just, you just trash it. Maybe, I th- I, but I would think that all these venues, I mean, per person, it's got to be one of their biggest alcohol sales of the year. What do you what do you think of there? Yeah, it definitely is a drinkers convention. Um, uh, you if you if you like to have you know four to twelve beers, you're gonna fit in. You know, the mixed drinks, whatever you feel like. Yeah, um, so and, got- uh, and if you need a nap, loose cannon will will uh, will go to back <laughs> and take one with you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should auction that off this year to pay for our trip. You get a nap with loose cannon. Now, do you think this year that, that there'll be anybody that has sex in the bathroom with a stall door open? Well, I plan on it, but I don't know who's. It's probably just going to be with my hand. Yeah, that's, that's fair. We, I'd appreciate it if you just closed the stall this time, though. Jeez. Uh, Come on. It's I'm not easy. Gonna, I'm not going to use a stall this time. I'm just going to sit on the sink. <laughs> Stare at people as they come in. I'd like, like to see that in any situation. You just walk in. There's a dude on a fucking. You know what? I'm going to open up the baby changing station, sit my ass on there, and just start jerking off. <laughs> see, Ashton Kutcher, they are in men's room, you fucking fraud. Or just have, just be sitting in the sink with the hot water running on your butt. <laughs> So you're getting you're getting oh, that bidet yeah. bidet feeling at the same time. Oh yeah, I just went sideways. I don't know where this came <laughs> from. I was just making a comment about a story, a legend that I heard from last year. Oh but, yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah. Someone it, apparently was banging in one of the bathrooms, right? <laughs> yeah, just did, and just gave zero zero fucks because people kept coming in. They just kept the stall door open. So uh, that is rock and roll, man. Come on.
So yeah, I hear there's more, more talk in the Van Halen camp, which is always interesting. So yeah. please proceed. I, I don't understand how they are so tight-lipped on everything. They're, they're not that controversial of a band, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you hear all these. All of a sudden, like just somebody seeing, uh, getting a picture with Eddie Van Halen is huge news. You know, here's oh, a recent that. picture of, of Eddie, and, and you know, because he, we're hearing that maybe he's uh, dealing with some kind of throat cancer. I know he had a cancer on his tongue. I don't know, 15, 20 years ago that he claimed he cured himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, one thing that, that, that I do find fascinating, this is right up my alley. I know it got beat to death. So, uh, Chris and Zach, don't, you don't, don't get upset. But I absolutely love the idea that somebody just approached Eddie. It's like, hey, can you take a quick picture of me? Not with Eddie. Like, he wants Eddie Van Halen to take his picture. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bucket list item for me now to just like go up to something like President Obama and say, "Hey, can you, you mind taking a shot of me and my wife in front of this fountain?" <laughs> it is. It is a. It is a great move, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, think about how how much pleasure they must have as a celebrity to, to actually do the reverse too. They're probably oh, yeah. doing it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Probably for one time, he's like, "Oh, this guy's act." And just how cool is that? He, the, I mean, Eddie, it looks like Eddie's like, "Yeah, no problem." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a normal guy, uh, but I was also shocked that it looked like he was—he just had lower level seats for the Tool concert. <laughs> it's like, well, know. I'm pretty shocked that he went to a Tool concert. Well, I think he was just hanging out with Wolfie. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Wolfie's like, I, he was like, I like ten ten uh, minute droning songs. Although, I, I, who knows? I mean, Eddie Eddie likes a lot of different kinds of music. He's been a, a big supporter of a lot of bands, so I'll, I'll let him have that. But uh, Yeah, but he never heard Appetite for Destruction, just so you know that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that came out somewhat recently, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, well, we all hope Eddie's you know, doing well. We don't know. And it, it is, look, it, it, if he wants to share it, he can. If he doesn't, he doesn't have to. Uh, I'll tell you this. If Van Halen hasn't given you enough at this point, you you just you you want too much. You you you're just too needy. Uh there look if they do another record, if they do another tour, whatever, great. But if they don't look, you missed it. You know or or well, you, there was all I'm saying is that they have plenty of music to listen to. They did thousands of shows. So if if you didn't get what you needed by this point, you're just too needy and selfish or you're too young and that's not a crime, but that's the way it fucking goes. Hmm, but anyway, okay. Switching gears here, David Lee Roth has been kind of, uh, I don't know, being a little more vocal about his uh, place in Van Halen than I think I'm accustomed to. David was uh, talking um, that he's basically, he was on uh, uh, the Joe Rogan show, I know. Uh, fabulous interview, by the way. I, sure. Anytime David Lee Roth gets interviewed by somebody, I, I check it out because it's amazing that that guy can do two two-hour interviews and not repeat one thing. And it's just amazing the the depth of knowledge that guy has and his ability to carry a run on sentence for 5 minutes is is untouched have you ever heard his podcast these little 10 minute clips i have but that is less enjoyable when he doesn't it have is, somebody it? yeah it just i i was really looking forward to it and then when i first heard a few of them i'm like 
No, not really for me. Um, Which is odd. Yeah, it really is. He must he, he must have to, have to have somebody else in the room asking him questions. Yeah, kind of really directing it a little bit. Yeah, um, right, right. Because he he takes over. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, you, you, some something to guide him a little. I guess is uh, he needs a rudder. Right, and but and both that too. I think that he is. Uh, the opposite of some artists where they give great interviews, but their lyrics were not so clever. But I think he brought a lot of that into his lyrics for Van Halen. For so, sure. Which yeah. Is cool. Yeah, very much. Uh, but he, uh, he, he, one of the things he said on there is that, like, you know, he's basically now the face of Van Halen. Um, he kind of dismissed. I, this may not have been from the Joe Rogan interview now that I think about it, but uh, just throwing it out there. I know he had a recent remark saying that, that he is basically the face of Van Halen and that um, uh, he, he, when asked about Eddie's health, he kind of said, well, I hear the same rumor as you do but i don't know anything um and then recently uh he started picking apart like his role as like he basically dismissed eddie a little bit uh with as as far as the musician he's like i wrote the songs i wrote every word you heard every syllable every melody i structured out even the guitar solos on that first album why do you think the solos changed so radically i sang the solos for jamie's crying and running with the devil so i mean He's kind of like basically saying Eddie didn't do, you know, he wants to take credit for a lot more than I think he's been given credit for. Let, let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> who knows how, how much that it, it's interesting to say that 40 years later. But the other part is, is that it is kind of the same story between Sammy and, you know, and Dave, because even in Sammy's book, he said basically that that Eddie would come in with just this, this like basically riff soup and they would slowly turn it into a song. Yeah. Like he was never into the melodies and things like that. So there is some parallels. I mean, I mean, you're talking about somebody that never says the same thing or agrees about anything. There is, there is an agreement between Sammy and Dave. I believe that to a point. With a yeah, sure. I mean, and he makes a good point by pointing out a couple of those solos and specifically saying the first record and then saying it kind of went a little bit. It, I, I think Eddie's far more melodic and he's, he's done, you know, I mean, he's branched out into like keyboards and stuff like that, that, that give him a different avenue to, to, to shape the sound of songs. So I think he's being a little too dismissive. Uh, because, sure. uh, so I, I have no idea if he can even play an instrument, maybe a kazoo. I mean, what does what he, what does he, you're talking about LaRoth? For, yeah. I know he can play guitar. I mean, he plays the intro on Ice Cream Man. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. Fine. But I think he plays the piano too. I heard in an interview with him. But uh, okay. So, but my my whole thing is here. Here's what I'll say. I'll give him this. Probably back in the day, uh, there was more of a band and restraint put on it. You know. Yeah. uh, Eddie would put his his obviously his groundbreaking uh, style on top of it. But just listen to the unleashing of somebody. That all you got to listen to is Van Halen three. To realize when it's not being restrained, you know what I mean. <laughs> that he's he's going a little nuts. But however you slice and dice it, it you, you take those guys apart and they're not as good as a whole. So give me no, a break. not at all. I'm, yeah, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him all that. He sounds like one of these these uh, old men that that start uh, shaking their fist. Yeah, uh, and as good as know. good as those first couple of David Lee Roth solo albums were, it yeah. it still was a little bit too much. Like it didn't have that yep. that that yep. pulled back uh, Van Halen thing, you know. Um, I, Van right. Halen. I, I think I think music in general. Look, it, it's very, it's impressive that Billy Sheehan can can go on the on the bass, 
<laughs> but you really kind of you really start to appreciate the the simplicity of Michael Anthony when you hear some of those uh, like Elephant Gun and stuff like that. But right, it just shows the push and push and pull of a band. You yeah. take those, you take certain elements out, and then it goes one direction. So too much, too little. Just like this show, right. you and I push and pull each other all the time, and uh, we really do. And it's always just too much. But people, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but people still stick around, which is great because you know uh, there's no accounting for taste. So thank you. <laughs> Well, one other thing is if you want to hear David Lee Roth not sing, they have a – he is on the Epicenter Festival for next year, which is one of these uh, fests, just so you know, that are brought on by the guy uh, Danny Wimmer Danny Presents. Murray, yeah. yeah. Did you see the happen to see the lineup at all? I, I, I did, but it, it, it must not have done – isn't Deftones one of the headliners? <laughs> Jesus, probably. But I just want to mention this. this is, is this the unique. one with Metallica two nights? Yet two nights playing two completely different sets, which I found was interesting. You go there Friday, you see them, you see them Sunday. Now that, you want to talk about a guy with deep pockets, Jesus, to have them pay, play twice. But well, the, you look the at the rest of the lineup, you know who got the money. I think that's, that is the, the one yeah. with Deftones like as a co-head, like the, the second headliner on one of the yep. days. Yeah, you've got you've got the typical. You just look at this, and it's pretty much like a blueprint, uh, like a rubber stamp of any other fest out there of the uh, the usual suspects. But I thought that was kind of unique. But uh, but also on tour, uh, the reason I was saying is is David Lee Roth is on there, so obviously he's not. Gonna, they're not doing any kind of Van Halen thing this year, as it always is rumored. Yeah. But um, Sammy, who always is, is said that to keep his voice uh, strong, which it is, he. He's always done like these tours sparingly, random, not even tours. It's basically like here's yeah, a lot of these... fly in dates, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and he is actually doing a forty or fifty city proper t- summer tour. And uh, what are your thoughts on the the the, the Sammy Hagar? I really enjoyed that Circle record. Uh, I, I think uh, it's. I, I really should go back to that because I, I I listened to it uh, a few times the week it came out, and then I really haven't gone back to it. There's been a lot of other stuff going on, but. Uh, that, that reminded me that, yeah, I should probably go check that out cause I enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, I'm all for it. You know, I haven't seen Sammy in a while. Um, uh, this should be a good show. I mean, I've never really been disappointed. Um, I mean, Ian Wadley, uh, of course, uh, uh, had to be, be subdued when he heard that Sammy was going to be doing even more shows, but yeah, well, whatever. Again, hey, there's hey, no, hey. again, there's no accounting for taste. Yeah, I'll just leave it with, with this for Sammy is that I, I saw him twice in the last couple of years. My buddy saw him just last year and said he sounded phenomenal. And yeah. yeah, the Circle album, it didn't do as much for me as it did for you. But mm. I love this track called Can't Hang. I really enjoyed the, the song Free Man that you featured on an yeah, episode that's prior. that's a good jam. Sure. Anyway. But, but these songs, but these songs, you know, those handful of songs easily could fit in their set. But his set, just everybody knows, is all – it's, uh, you know, his solo – it's Van Halen. Um, unfortunately, they play a little bit too much Zeppelin for me because, hey, the drummer is there. That's, that's yeah. a little goofy for me. But point being is it gets the Cobras and Fire mushroom stamp of approval yeah. for if you want to go out there and see a quality uh, night of rock. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I think that's all I got to say. Uh, it is now 7 50 in, in the morning i have i have my entire day lined up lined up church um got, got, got church i can go i can, fucking church <laughs> i can do i can go sand this uh this chest and repaint it that we've wanted to do i mean I, I have my whole day open and i've completed my podcast duties for the week i feel accomplished yeah, <laughs> yeah let's get out of here man rock's not dead bang tango's back Chew you up 
Just, I don't I, think you're hearing a damn thing I'm saying already this morning. Are you awake? <laughs> yeah, I said. I said. I, said. I mean, is this is my mic working? Uh, yeah. What what, what? what? do you? What did you say? Exactly. What'd you say? I was. I was thinking about the next thing I was going to say next. Go ahead. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 